everybody this is Vicki thank you for coming back to the channel or for coming if this is your first time here uh, my husband Chuck and I welcome you we're so glad you're here we thank you for um, wanting to see what father's saying or if he's talking through me <laughs> and because uh, I know a lot of people struggle with that but you know God's no do, no different today than he was before he is always doing a new thing and he is he has always talked. He said in his word that he doesn't change. So if he talked 2000 years ago, then he's talking today. He's always talked. He, he speaks things into existence. So he's talking to us today. You know, we're just the dust of the earth, but he still wants us and loves us and he knows we need some help. And so he sends his spirit and he talks to us. Okay. He directs our paths anyway okay I didn't know I was gonna go that direction uh, so let me just let me say just a few things and then I'm gonna get into the message that he's giving me and um, I just want to encourage you to please share it if if he touches you to share it please share it because it's not about me or you or anything like that it's about him we just want to do what he wants us to do and honor him and obey him so if he touches you to share it please do um, Okay, bunch of information. Thank you to our subscribers. Thank you to the new people. Thank you for some of you have blessed us financially to be able to pay our bills. And and we appreciate that you did that. You guys, please know that we sincerely mean that. And we hope that everybody's received their D's, CDs. We send out CDs of our music as a way to say thank you to those who contribute to us because this is we are walking completely in faith and have made this our full-time um, endeavor now because we've prayed for a very long time and feel like this is how father has called us so we thank those of you who have heard him uh, say please help him <laughs> we appreciate that now in the description box below there's a lot of information uh, how you can contact us website email um, let's see what else what else and I still I'm still trying to get that first what is that thing called a podcast done I'm, I think I think I'm gonna get it done tonight I thought I was gonna get it yesterday anyway it'll get done uh, okay so before we start let's just uh, I feel like I need to just pray with y'all okay let's just go into prayer father thank you so much for this day thank you God for the rain thank you for your spirit Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for every single person who comes. We pray for them all again tonight, even in this time. All of the needs that have been brought to our attention, all of the people that have written us through email or uh, who show up on the channel here, all of the subscribers, their families, their relationships, their needs. Father, we pray for, for uh, the provision you have for them as well in every area. And we pray once again for them all to be as close to you as they can possibly be, to be able to hear you, to be strengthened and encouraged, to be able to walk in the in the path that you've called them to with confidence that you're right there with them. God, we pray for healing in the bodies of all of the ones who are broken and who need it and father we don't forget the ones who are lost you said you're not willing for anybody to be lost so Lord we pray for all of those who are lost and it's your spirit that does the drawing so we stand in agreement with your spirit that everyone who you want will come and we thank you and praise you, Father, that you would create us in the first place and that you would then love us so much that you would send a way through your son to be able to uh, have us with you throughout eternity. You are good. And that you would then send your spirit because we are so lost without your help. So thank you, Father, that you love us that much. Mm -hmm. Be glorified in all of us, God. We pray in the name of the living word of God, who was in the beginning. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, you guys. I started doing this video a while ago. Here's what happened. Last night, after I finished the video I did yesterday, immediately, I don't even think I was up from the desk yet, 
when uh, Holy Spirit said there's another message and he he started giving me just pieces of it and I knew that he knew I was too tired I wasn't going to try to do it then so I went to bed a few hours later and then he woke me about three this morning and started talking to me about stuff and <clears throat> And I know that all of this stuff is going to end up on a video, but I also know that as I tried to make this video a few minutes ago, I got to one part of the video and he said, this is what I want the video to be about tonight. Um, and, and it's really interesting because when I was getting all of this last night in the middle of the night, seriously, I was sitting and writing and he was talking and my hand was tired and I would, this happens every once in a while, my hand was, you know, it just gets tired. And so I was writing and writing, writing and stuff was just coming like crazy. And then he would stop so I could shake my wrist, let my hand rest. And then he'd start going again. So I love how he does these things. I, you know, I know I don't have to tell you all this stuff. It's just, just really neat to me. So the part that he wants me to share, which that's why I stopped the video. I started doing it a while ago and then I stopped it because he, as I said, said, this is what I have for you to talk about. So I'm going to talk about this. And before I go into it, I'm going to say one more thing. I will be playing one of Chuck's songs at the end of the, the video tonight and maybe a second one, maybe one of mine. I'm not sure. By the way, it is January 30th, 2021, in case anybody's trying to keep track of when the videos are done. <clears throat> okay, so here's, here's what I was talking about a few minutes ago that he said, I want you to talk about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Back in 1979, I'm going to share a testimony. Back in 1979, I had already come and gone in relationship with the Lord several times. I came out of, I'm not going to dwell on anything, but I'm going to tell you just briefly a little bit about my past. I came out of a broken home. My father was an alcoholic and uh, I'm the oldest of seven children. <clears throat> my mother, after my dad left, my mother had gone to work. She was, she's very gifted musically and she worked as a, an entertainer in Kansas City. She played piano and organ, electric piano and all of that. And, and she worked also in a music store. She was trying to keep her family together. I ran away from home several times. I was a mess. I had been physically molested and abused when I was a child as had my siblings and some of my siblings. I don't know if all of them had. <clears throat> But I was just really messed up. And from the time I was very small, I would have things happen. And I just thought probably everybody had stuff happen like this. I, I have a sister who's a year younger than I am. And Linda is also prophetic. And we're very close. We're like twins because we're only a, about a year apart. And I remember one time we were in bed when we lived out on the farm. And we were laying of his morning. And... <laughs> It's an old house, actually hole in the roof. And we were sleeping in the attic part of the house. And there was literally snow coming through the roof. It was hilarious now, but it wasn't, you know, we were little kids. We didn't know. It was just the way it was. But um, I remember we were laying in bed one time and all of a sudden something picked up. We were both wide awake, picked up the bed and started bouncing it at the foot of the bed up and down on the floor. There was nobody upstairs with us. And then uh, a couple years later, we had moved into the city and we were in bed one night. My father, who was a farmer, had uh, gotten up early. My mother was cooking breakfast in the morning. The moon was out. It was before sunrise. Dad was going to go fishing and he was in the kitchen. Linda and I were awake. We could smell the bacon. We could hear them talking. And my bed, we had twin bunk beds. My bed was underneath by the window. Hers was on the other side of the room, little bitty room, but hers was across the room from me. And we were just little kids. And, um, 
the moon was still up and it was a full moon. So light was coming in at the foot of the bed. And all of a sudden there was somebody standing at the foot of the bed and he was completely dressed in black and we didn't know who he was, but it didn't feel good. And it was scary. And we, uh, and nobody had come through the door. So we were little kids. We didn't really reason out that nobody had come through the door. We just, all of a sudden we both saw this personage at the foot of the bed. And, um, I said to my sister, turn on the light. And she was so scared, she couldn't turn on the light. And I was so scared, neither one of us would move. And then it was gone. It was there for just a short time and then it was gone. So I'm, I was used to things happening. A lot of times they were really scary things like those two things I just told you about. But then as we grew up and we went through very, very broken, um, very broken home. When my dad left, I was so full of all of the trauma and all of the brokenness that I absolutely rebelled. And by the time I was 15 years old, I'd run away from home several times. And then uh, as a result of that, after the third time, I was put in legal guardianship under my aunt and uncle because my uncle was a minister in the church. And so the judge, the juvenile judge who had seen me the second time I ran away, and threatened to put me in a uh, girl's rehabilitation, I can't remember what you call that, uh, like a correctional facility, and I was 15 years old. Uh, instead, father softened his heart and he put me in my aunt and uncle's custody, where I remained for about a year. And then I married the boy next door. I graduated from high school with a one-month-old daughter. I uh, over the course of the next few years, I tried to be a good mom. I had a son when I was, had a daughter when I was 17. My son was born a couple of months before I turned, let's see, I was 17, before I turned 18. Is that right? Before I turned 19. Anyway, they're a year apart, 15 months apart. And uh, then I got a phone call from my mother one day. She was playing in a a brand new club near us and uh, that was how I said as I said before she had supported us when we were growing up and she was still supporting the other kids because I was already gone and married but the rest of the kids were still home and she invited me to come up and play, uh, sing so I left my kids with my husband I went up to the club I sang a few songs and pride hit me up the side of the head so hard that Long story short, I ended up leaving my husband, leaving my children, and going out into the world, into music that way. And then I look back, I'm gonna skip 15 years and tell you when I was 35 years old, cause I was 20 years old, I wasn't even legal to be in the clubs in. Um, 15 years later, I came back to the Lord and I looked back on a life that was full of some of the things I talked about and more in the video I did yesterday. I went through in that time period, not only going deeper and deeper and deeper into sin, but I was so messed up and I would, I would come and go and come and go in relationship with, with father. But what ended up happening was, um, I lost my, children. I lost, I married again and had another child. I have two, two daughters and a son, and I only have a relationship with one of them. The other really don't want anything to do with me. And I understand that, but I went in and out of relationship with the Lord. And when I looked back on the life that I had lived, I, I was absolutely a broken mess. Now on one of those trips back, and this was the part that father had me told me that he, I had no idea you guys, I was going to talk about this. Um, on one of those trips back during that time, I think it was about 1980, 79, I, I had gotten so messed up that I'd come to the point where I knew I either needed to go into a mental institution or, and just commit myself or, uh, my aunt and uncle who had been my legal guardians earlier in my life, who were occasionally, they were reaching out to me and making sure I knew the door was always open to come back. Um, they came and saw me in the hospital and invited me to come back. And I literally, I really had to weigh it because I had just, the reason I ended up in the hospital was because 
uh, I'd had an experience where my my spirit literally left my body and it was and I was standing I had fallen asleep on a couch or I had laid down on a couch I don't know if I was asleep or not honestly but all of a sudden I was standing across the room with my hand over a desk and I turned around and looked and my body was laying on the couch I could hear I was completely aware I could hear the uh, the vacuum cleaner running in the room next to where I was uh, outside the door I could hear that and I thought oh my gosh I can't be out of my body if I die this was exactly what I was thinking if I die in this condition I will go to hell I knew I would go to hell I was in total rebellion against God and uh, you know I don't this doesn't need to be a theological you know discussion you guys seriously I knew that I would go to hell if I died in that condition and so I was desperate to get back in my body so I tried three times and I couldn't and finally the last time I let this was my spirit I laid my hand down on the desk and as soon as I did I was back in my body and I was terrified and that's when I decided I needed to either go into a mental institution or I needed to turn around and give my life to God well I decided that I would contact my aunt and uncle and ask them they had come I went into the hospital first I'm sorry I went into the hospital first they found out I was in the hospital they came and visited me and said once again you're welcome to come and live with us and um, so this was 1979 I would have been 26 years old Is that right yeah <clears throat> so I went and lived I went to live with them and after I had been there just a few days I honestly had not made the decision that I was going to surrender my life to Christ I really hadn't I was thinking about it I always knew God was there there was never a doubt in my mind I was never an atheist or anything like that I always knew he was I always knew he was there and I had uh, but like I said I was oh my gosh I was a mess so one night I was laying on the bed and as I said I hadn't made up on my mind that I was gonna go back to God I just really didn't have any place else to go I I had burned bridges behind me right and left I I had married my first husband twice I had abandoned my children twice and then I married someone else and we had a child and uh, it was a very violent marriage and I ended up leaving because of the violence and I joined the army <laughs> you guys I was such a mess I was certainly no uh, I was certainly no um, that was just really the wrong thing for me to do um, I got sick while I was in the army I developed a migraine headache I'd never had one and I ended up being released on a medical discharge I was told that I was a really good soldier but that there after many psychiatrists and all of that kind of stuff and I literally had a whole group of psychiatrists evaluate me at once they said we just feel like your headaches gonna go away when you go home we feel like and this had gone on and on and on they said we feel like this is because you really have a problem with authority while well, you think I had a major problem with authority I had come out from a father who was physically violent with us when he drank and I had been sexually abused as a child and all these different there's just a, not by him but all these different things that had happened and so I was just like a mess in any direction I pointed in I was just there was no stability in me at all so they sent me home it took about two weeks the headaches stopped and all of that but then I went off the deep end truly and that's when I ended up with my spirit leaving my body and I ended up uh, okay I wasn't gonna say this because it didn't come to my mind but he's saying to tell you guys this because there are women I guess and men that need to know um, I went through multiple abortions and I was unfaithful I there's just a lot of stuff that happened and after I lost my last child to my ex-husband because I couldn't take care of her and uh, he wouldn't help me take care of her financially then I just I lost it that's when I joined the army and that's when all this 
So I looked back in 1979 on a life that was an absolute mess and had no hope, but I still didn't know if I wanted to go turn to God completely because authority in my life had never been a good thing. So then um, one night I did go live with them. One night I was laying in the bed. The light was on in the bedroom. I was wide awake and just laying there thinking, hadn't made up my mind about what I was going to do. But let me tell you something. When you're thinking about turning to God, the enemy watches us all our lives. He knows he, you know, the fact that I was in that house, a house of people who love God told him he was possibly going to lose his grip on me. <clears throat> And I was such a mess that I couldn't hold a pencil in my hand and write. I shook so bad. My nerves were completely shot. So here, here this night, I've been in the house maybe one or two nights. I don't even know for sure. But all of a sudden, I could see out the window. And there was a second story, the bedroom that I was in. And there was something standing out there. And this being hated me with so much hate. I didn't realize it was possible for there to there to be that much hate but this thing had so much hate for me that and it and I knew if it could come through that wall it would have killed me but God wouldn't let it I I laid on the bed and saw it and then and I was frozen I was literally paralyzed not I mean not just frozen in fear I was literally unable to move my body well I had given my life over to him for so many years to Satan for so many years by the things I was doing that he had a pretty good hold on me so when I'm laying on the bed and all of a sudden I can't move and I see this thing and feel this awful hatred directed specifically uh, at me I cried out inside my heart that was all I could do was just say I said one word I said Jesus and as soon as I did because I couldn't speak uh, as soon as I did, I was released and I flew down the hallway, got my aunt and uncle out of bed and told them what had happened. A couple of nights later, after my uncle got home from work, I couldn't sleep. I, I was, I was terrified of the night. I was unable to sleep. And so a couple of nights later, my uncle comes home from work and I asked him to pray for me. He was a minister. He went and got his oil. He came into the bedroom. My aunt went and sat on the bed. My uncle stood to my right side. And this is significant. He stood right here to my right side and he anointed my head with oil and he laid his hands on me to pray over me. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, there is scripture that talks about if anybody's sick, uh, let him call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will save, will save the sick. Well, I was pretty doggone sick. I was mentally, emotionally a mess. So he started praying and I was listening with every fiber of my being for what he was going to say because I needed God to talk to me. I didn't, tr I knew God enough to know that he talks, but I didn't think he would talk to me directly because I was awful. And, but I, I figured he would talk to him because he was holy. <laughs> that was how, I, that was just how I thought. And so I'm listening as intently as I can to what my uncle is saying in this prayer. And you guys, seriously, I can't tell you one single word he said, except I'm sure he prayed in Jesus name at the end of the prayer. I'm sure of that because you know, that's how he prayed. But, uh, at one point, all of a sudden my eyes are closed and I'm listening and all of a sudden I felt hands lay on, touch my head on this side. Now my uncle's over here, but now I'm feeling hands over here. And I was marveling at that. He's still praying. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just praying. He doesn't know what I'm experiencing. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's an angel. What is that? And, and as I began to, as I was thinking about that, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was like the, uh, almost like the roof opened up over me. And I was sitting in a shaft of light and I knew the shaft came from, from heaven. I just knew that there was a shaft of light that I was sitting in. I was marveling at all this stuff, you guys, because all I knew was that I was wretched and I was terrified and I just needed help. And so I'm sitting there and this shaft of light comes and then I feel, and I feel other hands and these hands are on the crown of my head. 
I haven't told this testimony for so long, I'm not sure I'm not going to cry. <laughs> oh. And the hands, the hands of the being on this side of me, or the presence of this being over here, as compared to the presence of my uncle, who was right there physically, I was aware of, you know, you know how you can feel people around you? Well, I could feel his presence. But these hands over here, this being overpowered strength of the strength of what I was feeling here. And when hands came on my head on the back, it diminished what was over here, which already had diminished what was here. And I did not realize that it was my savior. I didn't realize it at the time. I was confused, but there was so much going on. My uncle's still praying, completely oblivious to all this. And when, when Messiah put his hands on my head, you guys, this shaft of light came. I'm sitting there and I can feel every atom in my body starting at the top of my head. I could see it in my spirit. I could truly see it light up all the way down, all the way down through me. And with it came this incredible love that I have never been able to describe and will never in this life be able to describe. It was the sweetest, purest love that we don't, we can't even comprehend. And while this is going down, because I'm feeling all this stuff is happening and it's so incredibly real. And then I feel this warmth in my chest and I felt like my chest, like my heart was, got so big that if I had looked down, I would not have been surprised to see my heart standing three feet out from my chest because the, it, I was filled with this warmth and this incredible love and marveling at everything that went on. Well, my uncle ended his prayer. I'm sitting there, tears are just running down my face through this whole experience. I don't think anybody knows I'm crying because I'm just literally, I don't know, it's just it, soaking me. I wanted to say, I wanted them to know before they said anything, I wanted to be able to tell because my aunt's a prophet too and I knew she sees things in the spirit she, and I knew she probably knew something but I just I had to tell them before they told me anything and so she started to come up out of her chair and I said there was an angel standing behind me and she stopped because she knew there was an angel standing next to me I was completely at that point in time Messiah had not revealed to me that that was him back there. I, I didn't know enough. I just knew the being back there, nothing else, nothing else came close to the power and everything that, that he is. And so she stopped because she knew the angel was next to me. I got up out of the chair and I went to the bathroom to wash my face and I was, I mean, I was just drenched. You know how when you cry really hard, I was drenched. And uh, I went in to wash my face. Well, they had this great big mirror over the bathroom sink. And I washed my face. And But before I got there, I'm sorry, I left something out. As I was, after I got up out of the chair, I went around the corner and I looked down. And the rug, which was, back then this was the 70s, the rug was avocado green. <laughs> That was the color back then. It's avocado green. And I looked at the rug and I thought, oh my gosh, the color. I've never seen the, wow, the color's brilliant. I never noticed that about the rug before. And I went around the through the doorway and happened to notice the uh, door jam, the, the molding around the door. And it was like everything was brighter, color was richer, everything was deeper, everything was sharper almost like I'd been wearing thick glasses or had some kind of a thing over my face for my whole life. And I, and I didn't know, but all of a sudden that was gone and I could see brightly. And my vision back then was excellent. So then I get to the bathroom, I'm washing my face. I look up in the mirror and you guys, I saw 
something about my eyes that looked different I had never seen before. I leaned into the mirror because I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I leaned into the mirror and for the first time in my life, I saw light in my eyes. That's amazing. Now I'm telling you all of this for a reason for more than one reason, and he's revealed some of it to me already. One of the reasons is because there are a lot of people out there that feel like they have failed too much and that they cannot be forgiven and they cannot overcome. And right now we're in an hour when Father is moving in the body of Christ to strengthen the body of Christ in part through repentance, to call us to repentance so that we will turn around and give our lives to him and get out of all of this junk that we've been in and that we'll go to the next step, which is to believe that he will forgive us and wash us clean and to stop listening to the enemy and what the enemy has to say about who we are. <clears throat> now, Another part of the reason I'm telling you this is because there are women out there that have had abortions that feel like God cannot forgive them. That is a lie. He doesn't want you to do it anymore. But he hears the cry of your heart and he receives your repentance and you are forgiven. So stop letting the enemy beat you up. There are addicts and alcoholics out there who feel like they've just not been able to get out of and God's probably done with them because they've tried so many times and they feel like they failed and they cannot possibly succeed and that's a lie or that God doesn't love them as much as he does other people who haven't done those things. You guys, he takes the wretches of society. He takes the ones who are so totally messed up and so broken and he takes the ones who look on the outside like they're okay but inside they are just crushed and and he cleans us up and he sets us on our feet and he gives us a new name and he brings us into his kingdom and he teaches us how to walk with him well let me go back to the story because now i'm ready to start preaching and i, I need to finish this story for you guys so i then made the decision, yes, I was going to walk with the Lord. I laid down the cigarettes. I laid down the tobacco and the drugs and all of the promiscuity. I, I turned and gave myself to Father. And then I married someone else who was a minister, as a matter of fact. And then three late, years later, I was right back out in the world. Right back out in the world. So for all of you who feel like you've tried and failed and tried and failed and you came and you went away and you came and you went away, don't you dare give up. When I came back three years later, I said to, I said to the Lord, I, I just need to know because I had that incredibly, that extremely powerful experience with you. And I know that was you. And it was, he revealed it to me later. I was, I was completely overwhelmed by everything that was going on in that moment, but he revealed it later. And when I came back to him a few years later, I went back to that same aunt and uncle. I went back to that same uncle for prayer and I didn't tell him what I was asking for, but God knew. And, and at one point in the prayer, the Lord spoke to me through him and he said, Vicki, I will not give you another powerful experience like that because those things fade. He said, instead, I will teach you, I will give you the self-respect and that right kind of self-respect and self-esteem you need as you walk with me daily, line upon line, precept upon precept. I was crushed because I knew that meant that all of the people that had trusted me before and seen me fall time and again, it was going to take time for them to believe that I was genuinely back with the Lord. And so I was heartbroken, but I knew that it was right. And then three years later, I was right back out in the world and going through all the same stuff I'd gone through. So you see, there is a cycle, but we have a father who knows how to redeem us. And you guys, I'll tell you, I would say to him time and again, please don't let me die in this condition. Please don't let me die in this condition. I'll come back to you someday. Please don't let me die in this condition. He did not have to say yes to that prayer, but he did 
for his purposes, not because he loves me any more than he loves anybody else, but for his purposes. And I know that. So when I came back to him the last time in 1988, I had, I had all of this stuff behind me and I could have, because the enemy's more than willing to keep you know, condemning, oh, look what you did. Look at how you failed. Look what you did. He would even use scripture and say, you know, it says in the Bible that if, if you've known God and you turn away, then it would have been better, you know, if you never, cause boy, you're just lost and your end is going to be worse than your beginning and all that. And that used to scare me so much, but I've, I've said this before in messages. I'm going to say it again for anybody that didn't hear it. God knows when we are really going to know him. I really didn't know him until I came back the last time and it was just the beginning of knowing him. So here's the message for those who are struggling and feeling like you've just gone so far down the tubes or you have just messed up so much and tried time and again and God must surely be done with you. What's the point of trying again? He is not finished with you. Don't you give up on yourself. And when the enemy comes and tells you, but look what you did. Look what you did. Look how you still struggle here. Look at these things. Get your eyes on the creator. Get them off of yourself. Get them off of your past. He didn't call you to come to him so that you could sit and always be looking back at what you've done. He called you to come to him and let him truly lay your life down and let him take the rest of your life. Let him be the director. Let him be the leader, the, uh, let him go before you. Follow him. You are going to mess up, but you guys, this is our, this is the hour. I feel so solidly in my spirit that Father is trying to get his people to stand up and move forward. Stop with the self-condemnation. Stop with the living in the past. Stop with the believing that you cannot overcome. You're an overcomer through Christ Jesus because of what he did. You, you are uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I've used some of these scriptures before and it it's not just true for Jeremiah about knowing you in your mother's womb before you were born, all of that. It's true for all of us. He's God. He knows everything. He knows what your decisions are going to be. And, and he is right there with you when you reach out and say, I, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Please help me. I need your help. I need you to, I need you to guide me every step of the way because we've seen what we can do on our own. I look at myself. There is no way I want my flesh to be in charge of me. No way. My flesh was totally in agreement with Satan about destroying me. I can't tell you how many times I should have died, either from alcohol or drug overdose, from wrecks I got into because I was blacked out because I was so wasted. There, there were so many times God did not have to spare my life, but I'm not, I don't live in that. And I don't live in the fact that my children, I have children in heaven because I aborted them. I've asked him to forgive me and I know he has. And I know there are people that judge that. That is between you and God. My responsibility is not to answer to people. My, and neither is yours. Your responsibility and mine is to answer to him. That's our responsibility. None of the people out there that are condemning us because of what we've done or where we are will be our judges. And neither will we be our own judges. He will judge us. So now is the day, the perfect day to stop looking at where we failed and to instead pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and say, God Almighty, I need you all of the time, every single day. When I'm left to my own devices, I'm just a horrible mess. I need you to guide me every day, all day long. Teach me, talk to me, help me get the things in my mind that are wrong. Show me what I'm thinking that's not right. Teach me, Father. He will. He wants to do that because he's not willing for you to be lost. The body of Christ, I've said this so many times because he keeps saying it to me, we have got to circle up, you guys. We have got to start loving each other, forgiving each other. For, don't try to be the judge. Don't do it. 
we're not qualified. We're so unqualified. Don't try to be the judge. There is one who judges. And his, judge, his judgment is just. His judgment is right. I hope this has encouraged you. I'm probably going to get off this video and go, oh, that was what I, because I keep thinking there was another thing. Father, what was it? Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play one of Chuck's songs. And I will be praying while I'm listening. And while you're listening, <laughs> if there's something else he wants me to share with you, you can leave your comments in the section below. Uh, you know, sometimes when we um, when we share our testimonies, our our past, I don't even want to call it testimony. The bad part is not the testimony. The testimony is the fact that I was a mess, but God redeemed me, but God saved me. That's the testimony that he's mighty to save. He's amazing. Okay. Um, but sometimes when we share you guys, this is really the truth. We don't wallow in what we did, but we share as Holy Spirit leads us. Oh, thank you, Father. He just reminded me. Okay. I guess he wants me to tell you before I play the song. Years later, after I'd been back with the Lord for a number of years, and I've shared this, this experience on, in another message, but years later, I was uh, singing at a, I had been invited to sing at a uh, retreat. And as I was singing the song, at one point, Father said, raise your hands. So I raised my hands. And when I did, a woman began to sob on the second row. And I knew it was about me. I just had the strongest impression that what she was crying and she was praying and while I was singing. And I just knew, I just really felt like it was about me. So I went to her, but I didn't want to sound proud because, you know, it may have had nothing to do with me. So I just went and said, was that, was that about me? And she said, yes. She said, when you raised your hands, this is for all of you guys out there who are struggling with your past and how God sees you in your just trying to be with him. She said, when you raised your hands, an angel stepped into the room behind you, Vicki, and the angel had uplifted hands. And in the space between the angel's arms, a fog appeared. And in the fog was a vision. And she said, in the vision, you were standing before the throne of God and you had on sweat clothes. And this woman did not know me, you guys. She said, you had on sweat clothes. So father had really revealed this, all this that I'm going to tell you to her. And the confirmation of Holy Spirit in both of us was so strong that we were like I was earlier when Messiah stepped in the room behind me. I just crying and crying and crying. I just, I had no control over it. And I wasn't, you know, it, it was just, anyway, she said, an angel stepped in the room behind you. Uh, a fog appeared. You were standing in front of the uh, father's throne. And she said, you had your head down. You were crying. You had on sweat clothes. And she said, uh, father said to you, my child, why do you weep? And you said, Father, I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not worried. I'm not worthy, Lord, is what you said. You said, I'm not worthy, Lord. And she said, he reached out and lifted your chin. And he moved his hand above your head. And this beautiful crown appeared on your head. And your clothes changed. You were no longer in sweats. You were standing in a beautiful, very simple white gown. You had no shoes on your feet. Uh, the Lord knows how you love to be comfortable. You can ask my husband, you guys, I hate to wear shoes. And she said, there was a satin ribbon around your waist. And she said, Father put his hands on your shoulders and turned you around and to face all the host of heaven. And he said, this is an heir to a king. And everybody just started applauding and praising God like crazy. And the vision closed. And she said this, she said, he gave me these words of counsel for you, Vicki, to you. He said, let go of your past. Hear this, you guys. Let go of your past. Stop trying to prove to man who you are. You belong to me. And you do not have to justify yourself when you do something I tell you to do. And that was the, that was the whole experience. So for those of you who are beating yourself up about your past, hear his words. Let go of your past. You don't belong to man. You belong to him. You... You were bought with a price, you guys. If Father can take the incredible mess I was and show a woman who, you've heard my story in part now, show a woman who didn't know me after I'd come back to him, finally, and show her 
that he would have me in his kingdom one day. Know, know this, our testimonies can be strengthening to other people. We don't wallow in what we did. We don't need to go into huge detail in what we did. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that we have a father who loves us so much that every drop of his son's blood was shed for you and me. And there's nobody that can stand in front of him and say, I didn't have the opportunity. You didn't pay for me. He paid for us all. His love for you is that great. So now is the time for all of my brothers and sisters in Christ who never walked that path. If you haven't done it yet, it's time for you to turn and look at the ones who are coming along behind or who maybe have been walking beside you for years that you knew nothing about their past and they are still walking in shame and guilt and they have not been healed and they hear the condemning words of others in the body of Christ and they hear the condemnation that comes from the enemy and they do that thing I was talking about in the last video where Satan hands him a bag and says, here, here's your past. Here's the, here's the sin of your past. Take this thing. You deserve punishment. And they beat themselves up time and time again. And they never come out of the sin in their minds. They never come out of the shame and the guilt. And they never feel like they are going to be able to be worthy to be received. And if people only knew, they would shun them. So I'm talking now to the mature body of Christ, the part of us that, that have grown, have walked with the Lord for years and haven't had those experiences that I shared with you that I and so many others have had. We must reach our arms around our brothers and sisters in love and lift them up in prayer. We never know. We never know unless Father reveals to us, and he usually won't. All of the stuff that someone's gone through that's brought them to the point where they are in their relationship, in their lives, unless he reveals it. And so we must be filled as vessels of mercy and grace in the lives of others because we can stand on the other side having walked with God for many, many years, but still looking with critical eyes and judgmental hearts at people who, whose past doesn't line up to what we think it should be. Or we can sit in pride and think, well, I never did those things and so I'm good and holy. And I just feel like Holy Spirit's reminding me now and to share with you all. You guys think of the parable of the... Uh, of the... Uh, What's that guy called? I can't think of what he's called. The prodigal son. Think of that parable. We don't want to be the brother that stands there and goes, hey, look, I stayed here and I was good all my life and look what these people did. We don't want to be like that. We need to love them. God is trying to strengthen the body. And what did Messiah say? He said, they are going to know I am who I say I am by the love that you have for one another. So let's begin to demonstrate that more. And for all of you broken ones, you guys... God's got you. You trust him. Believe him. Trust is an ongoing thing. Learning to trust him more and more and more as time goes on. Give him the little bit you can give him today. Lay down more and more and more of yourself and trust him more every single day. Do the very best you can to believe him for his word because he loves you and he did not abandon you. Whatever you went through, he's kept you all the way till to this day. He's not finished with you. You're still here because he still has things for you to know and learn and do and believe and say and prayers for you to pray. God bless you all guys. I'm going to, I am going to play a song. Oh gosh, I got to get this up here. I have no idea how long I've talked. I know it's been a long time. I don't know who all stayed, but I hope that, um, I hope that you guys have been blessed by the things that he's, I don't want to do that one. We did that one already that he said out of my mouth tonight. All right, I'm gonna play, let's see. I'm gonna play In the Garden and uh, then I will, for those of you who wanna stick around, if there's anybody still here with me, <laughs> I'm gonna play one of mine. Here we go, here's Chuck.
that's beautiful. Okay. I know I keep saying this. I can't wait to hear what Father's going to write through him now. Okay, let me see if it's on here. Oh. Gosh, I wish I knew what I played for you guys before. I think... I think... I don't know if I did Glorious or not. This is a song I wrote with my family. And this is the one I'm going to play. Yep. Here we go.
love that. <laughs> love that ending. I have I've been so blessed. God's blessed me so much to have an incredibly talented family and an incredibly talented husband, you guys. Oh, goodness sakes. I love the music that he's put in our family. And when I'm saying our family, I'm talking about my husband too. Okay, so that's going to be it for this video. Let me just say this last thing in closing. You are bought and paid for with a price. You are loved beyond your wildest dreams. You know, the scripture talks about how the ones that are forgiven much love much. Well, boy, that's the truth. We surely do. So you guys get out there and love with all your might. Love Father God first. I don't know, I'm holding that. Uh, Father God with all your might, mind, and strength and love the people he brings into your life they need it. So do you. So do I. God bless you guys. I will be back. Oh my goodness sakes. I don't know when. I'll be back soon. Thanks for watching. Bye for now.